0: are you and where are you going what do you want for the next 24 minutes we're going to design and attain your ideal life on the way to wow show together we'll find the ideal path to get you back on the track to success and happiness. On the Way to WOW Show with your host, Kevin Bemmel. As we work our way to WoW, one of the things we're gonna to have to deal with is those those downtimes, those struggles. We're gonna to have to work through them. So my first guest is gonna to explain to us how to gain mastery even when we're under pressure. My next guest is gonna give us a formula for achieving that that business success that really goes beyond just finances and the day-to-day machinations of the business world and encompasses all of our lives in that sphere. Stay tuned for both. How can you build a stronger mindset? My guest is Tina Greenbaum. Tina is, you know, it formerly would have called her perhaps a mindset coach, but really, Tina goes beyond that. She is a performance optimization specialist. She uses psychology, sports psychology, technology, every tool available to us, many of which have improved so much over the last 10 or 15 years, to help us really get out of ourselves the most that we can. Her book is called Mastery Under Pressure. And Tina, I'm so glad to have you on the way to WOW Show. So Tina, first of all, how did you come to end up working in this field, because I think your own journey gives insight to all of us into what we can do with our lives.
1: Well, thank you, first of all, for having me as a guest, Kevin. It's my pleasure to be here. And how did I get started? I am a psychotherapist by training. Um, I'm a social worker, very proud. And the social work, we look at the way that the person fits in their environment. So more psychology is more intrapsychic, and other things are environmental, but We like that fit between the two. And so when I first started working, uh, my first job was working with women with eating disorders. And if you ever wanted a good education in how to treat very difficult, but challenging and terrific clients, they were my first people. And what I recognized very early on was that my very traditional Western psychotherapy model was insufficient. It was very much of a talk, talk, talk model. And we would sit there and we go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that wasn't working. <laughs> I'm really a teacher at heart. And I knew, I used to say to the young women, I, I hear you, but I don't feel you. And if I don't feel you, you're not going to get well. You're not going to change. And so my whole professional journey is how do I help somebody? I call it get below the neck because there's a universe of information in the body. And over the years, I combined sports psychology and neuroscience and kind of following my nose, my intuition in how do I help somebody change at a fundamental level?
0: So, you know, you always hear people don't change, right? Um, I I did a lot of marital counseling as a chaplain in the Navy, for example. And I would talk to a, a spouse and he's never gonna change. I, but but you seem to be saying that people do change. So peel that dichotomy for us, if you would. How, how, does, how does that come about?
1: You know, we're not going to change your basic nature, characterological structure. So I used to say with my first husband, a good day for him was to sit and putter around the house. A good day for me was to go out and meet friends. That's not going to change, you know, that's who we are but what can change is the way we think the way that we behave our understanding of ourselves our looking at our belief systems and how things were formed and our biases and there's so much that can change and grow that um honestly until the day we die
0: so how 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 do we do that How, how do we make that change
1: well the first thing is to become aware We can't change something that we don't understand or we don't know that's happening. So when I start working with somebody or a group of people, it's we have to begin to notice what we're doing. And this is where mindfulness comes in. You know, I've been it's, it's an ancient, ancient tradition. And now it's a very common, common word. But mindfulness, the definition of it is being aware in the present moment without judgment. As soon as I start to put the judgment in, oh my God, you know what, I said such a stupid thing and you know why did they say this about me? And we start to take things personally, we lose the option of being really analytical. How did this happen? What did I notice? You know, what, you know I was in a good mood two minutes ago and now my mood is really flat, what, what happened? And so that's the first thing that has to happen is we just have to become aware. And then once we become aware, well, then we have choice. So I notice that when you say this to me, I get bristled and I notice the bristle, but I'm not going to respond to you the way that I always do. Because if I do, I'm going to get the same response back that I always get. So I'm going to change my behavior. I'm going to change the way I approach you and I'm going to offer something different. And when I do that, you're going to have to respond differently because I'm not, I'm not attacking you back. And so there's so much in communication and the way we talk and the way that we think and how we respond to people that really can change your life.
0: It sounds simple, but from my own experience, it, it, it just isn't simple to do, or, or maybe I'm the outlier. That's always a possibility, so you're right? I'm the outlier. <laughs> so how do, we, how, do, how do we keep ourselves from judging?
1: So this is the way I kind of look at it. The way that when we get into judgment, we're either right or wrong or good or bad. That's where judgment takes us, right? So the question I like to ask is, is it working? (laughs) Is this working for you? When you do X, Y, Z, does this get you the result that you want? I'm not saying that you're good, bad or otherwise, it's just not working. Just like if you're in business and you're looking at your books and you're looking at your marketing or this, you know, and it's like, wow, we keep putting money into this and we're not getting any return. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the same thing. So we have to be able to step back. It's called, you know, in, in yoga, they call it the witness or the observer. So I'm in the behavior. I'm feeling these feelings, but I'm also stepping back and I'm noticing how I'm responding or how I'm reacting. So once we have this established that you become the witness to your behavior, Mm -hmm. then you can change it. And as with any other skill, it takes practice and repetition, practice and repetition, because what we're doing, just like those athletes is we're building new neural pathways. The reason that insurance is very high for 16 year olds is because they're thinking you know i have to turn the corner i have to put my foot on the brake over time we have we have memory we have muscle memory and these pathways become second nature so for for
0: for viewers who who want to get on to this path of of mastery under pressure right cuz we're going to get we're going to face stress and anxiety right that's a given inevitable so, Mm-hmm. What, what is the first step that we can take to get on that path?
1: The first step, when people ask me this question, you know, what's the one thing, if you were going to remember one thing that I gave you today,
2: mm-hmm. it would
1: be, um, to look at the situation. And as soon as you feel stress, you know, your body's, I keep going like this, cause your body starts to tighten your, you know, your muscles tighten. I ask the question, what's in my control, what's out of my control? It's the number one operative question because people think that being in control of your life is controlling external things, external people. It's really not. It's really controlling what I was talking about before, the way I choose to act. So when I choose a behavior or you know, a conversation, um, I'm now empowered to have, you know, have control over my life. And so it's what's in my control, what's out of my control. And looking at the situation that we have today and what's going on, that question keeps coming up over and over and over. What can I do? What can I do? What can I? We know all the things that we can't do. Those are very, very simple to find, but it's what can I do?
0: Great advice. Tina, the time was too short, but thank you so much for being a guest on The Way to Wow Show.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Kevin.
0: How do you optimize your finances? So once again this week, the Way to Wow Show goes international. We're going to talk with Mike Skripneck from all the way from Vancouver, British Columbia. So let me tell you a little bit about Mike real quickly. He is a business coach, international speaker, and a seven-time best-selling author. His proprietary training teaches mid-career entrepreneur business owners, Um, who who know they could have a bigger impact but aren't serving their ideal clientele how to achieve and realize the kind of growth they really want in their businesses and I suspect in themselves as well. Um, For his own big impact, Mike has helped guide affluent business owners and families to direct $12.5 million in giving to charitable causes. So Mike, welcome to the Way to Wow show. Hey, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here, Kevin. So it's a real treat to talk to someone who's not only so deeply involved with helping people improve their businesses, but also so involved with helping charitable organizations realize their missions as well. Tell me, how did you come about meshing those two together?
2: Well, it it started about a dozen years ago for me you know, you and I were chatting a little bit about, you know, historical activities and a, and a decade, just over a decade ago, I was stuck in a snowstorm in September in Calgary, Alberta, which is where I was living at the time. And I was midway through my financial services career. And there I was thinking, uh, listening to myself uh, on the radio, because I just recorded a spot for the radio as the market update guy. And I'm like, I hate this. (laughs) I'm listening to myself tell people with a smile. Lehman Brothers has gone under. And I just wasn't living what I wanted to do, you know, nine to five, Monday to Friday. And there I was as a volunteer. I was giving back. I was, you know, family man on the weekends and evenings. And I just I I figured it just had to be more than that. And what more that meant for me was how do I give back? And I began a journey of understanding how I might do that inside the financial service business I'd created Um, and uh, make that happen and and, and make it an impact, actually. Um, I came up with an idea of giving a million dollars away. Oh, okay. So, and and as I understand it from our previous discussions, you have a
0: a three-part philosophy that you use for guiding or help guiding your clients. Will you you tell us about that?
2: Oh, yeah. And it it stemmed exactly of how do I give a million dollars away a year to charity? Like, how do I do that in a business that likes hoarding instead of giving? And as I built this business, as I brought coaches on, asked smart people how to do this stuff, um, I learned that there was a very distinct uh, way I went about it. And grow, get, give was kind of how I, the words I used to describe it. And it was about growing a business and connecting with customers, clients in a way that mattered to me. So waking up passionately every day, moving with purpose, and then connecting that with the people who needed it. And get was about more freedom, getting more freedom, having time away from work. Because when you start to have success in your business, you start to have no time. That's not really a good combination. So I said, well, this isn't going to work and I wanted more time. So get became about getting more freedom, how to build, you know, use people, processes and systems to just get a better life. And give back was the third grow, get give. Give back was just to have a bigger impact. At the time, it was really about the money. I was working with people who wanted to give money. And I was helping them do that. Uh, But over time, it really became, I became more aware that it's really about how you give to yourself, you know, your family, your community, and then the causes or simultaneously to everything, the causes that matter most to you. And when you bring that all together, it really is about working with impact minded people to help them get a bigger impact and help them grow their business and get more freedoms. So go get give is my living, breathing mantra. So this year when you
0: know people, a, a, at least a lot of people, have been uh, confined to their homes, um, in some cases working, in other cases unable to work, how, how has that dynamic impacted what it is you're doing?
2: Well, it's impacted it very dramatically. I would say it's been the overriding message of the year. Uh, 2020 for me was a year in which I gave till giving couldn't be given anymore. <laughs> you know, it's, but in learning more about leading with giving, leading with serving, um, elevates you as a leader, number one, but it also helps uh, connect you with people because as kind of the world got broader through this digital medium that you and I are even speaking through today and we're reaching so many more people, it seemed that we had a desperate need for connection. And by giving of yourself, by allowing yourself to be open, you know, vulnerable in some ways, but more available for those who needed it, I found that we're all desperate to be into a smaller community. And that's what I've been giving to people is an opportunity to be one-on-one or in a smaller community. And then we discussed the things about growing and getting, but, you know, people have had a lot of freedom in terms of their lifestyle. They're not spending a couple hours in a commute anymore. They're not, you know, buying clothing for work the same way. Um, There's just been more time, but we're also constrained to our homes. So how do we grow personally? And there's been a lot of personal growth during this period of time. So I would say that more growth on a personal introspective or connection level has been occurring. And the give is just, I serve. That's, I wake up every day trying to serve others so that they can have a better life. From, from what I'm hearing, grow, get, give is not really
0: a linear process. People can access it from, from any point to get started or, or is there a point where it's better to start?
2: Can you talk to us about that a little bit? That's a, that was a great observation and you're absolutely right. For me, there was a little bit of a linear fashion, but it started with the idea that I wanted to give and most people start there, but then it's about what do you need in your life at the time? It's kind of three-legged stool, you know, as a good analogy is, you know, you need the sturdiness or the stability of all three, but they're not always in balance need to be in place. So the grow, get, give, I might find that, um, you know, I'm making good money. Like maybe your business is doing great, but somehow working at 11 PM on a Sunday night, isn't really jiving with the way your life schedule should be. So you need some more, get more, get in your life, more freedom in your life. And so maybe that's where you focus your attention or maybe the other two are working really great, get and grow And now you're going, well, how can I have a bigger impact? I've accomplished what I need to accomplish. I have the time, but I can't really understand how to think about giving in a way that's meaningful to me, but I know I could, so how do I do that? So, you know, it's more, like I think of it as levers or levers, you know, you just pull on the one or push on the one that needs the attention at the time. Maybe all three, maybe just one at a time.
0: Give me an example, if you would, of how someone can give in a way that perhaps a lot of uh, business people don't really think about giving.
2: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people who basically say, well, when I've made my whatever, whatever that number is for everybody, um, then I'll really direct my attention to giving back. And you know that, that's fine. I think everybody has their own. What I learned is you can't dictate other people's philanthropy. But when they do say, well, I'm considering giving today, I just don't know how. Um, a lot of people want to understand, do I do this personally? Can I do this in my business? I'm afraid to do it in my business because what if I tell people how I really feel <laughs> and the values I have? Um, maybe I'll lose clients. Or customers. Maybe I'll push people away. And that's the first thing. We're all afraid, of course, that we're going to push people away. But the reverse is actually true. And I had this worry. What if I tell all my financial service clients and peers that I want to give money away? People, you know, my my peers said that you're crazy and they laughed and they didn't even want to talk to me after a while. Um, But my clients, a few of them said, that's just not my thing. And I lost them. I actually lost clients. But the new ones I attracted, In meaningful conversations that shared my values, maybe not the exact causes, but the same value of giving back enriched my business so much more. So what I try to tell people is you can do anything you choose. You can build a business and then give from that business, or you can give, and then by virtue of the type of traction you get in the audience, you might end up with a business. Um, Either parallel, it doesn't have to be one and then the other, just like grow, get, give. It doesn't have to happen in a sequence. It can all happen together. It's just how much energy are you going to put on it? Well, Mike, uh,
0: your, your philosophy, I think, dovetails so well with the ideas behind the three pillars of, achieve, of attainment. Um, it, it's, it's really a delight to be able to, to speak to you and, and show people a way where they can take action in their lives that will help them realize the philosophy that we have here on the show. We're out of time now, but thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Um, I imagine you're, uh, you're, you're looking at uh, snow outside or if, up there, if, if not if at least. a least little,
2: outside, just whatever. a little skiff, a little enough little to spiff. know that there's good snowboarding in the mountains.
0: Okay, well, my, my daughter and I are jealous because we love the snow, and I, I hope you and your family enjoy it thanks so so much for for uh being uh, a guest here on the way to wow show and 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 if you would tell us in 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 you know 15 seconds or less sum up for us how someone can take action if if they want to follow your philosophy
2: well the the best thing is and i'll just do this i'll give you a book so you can have the book i just wrote my book on grow get give secrets to a grow get give life Um, just by going to gggsecrets.com. And you get a book. And if you want to talk to me, no obligation, totally free. You want to chat about your business, about your life, about how they may dovetail, you can book a call with me as well. So how about that? A free book and um, a call with me. That sounds
0: brilliant. We'll put that link in the show notes so people will have it when they watch the episode. I think the last thing we've got is we've got your thing to put up here on the... uh, on, on the uh, uh, collage um, and uh, our, our production manager is diligently <laughs> grabbing it, Sierra. I don't know if you met Sierra um, um, in, in the prep. Actually, <laughs> Sierra says, hi, Mike. Hello, hey, how's it going? <laughs> so so this, this is um, uh, Mike's philosophy here, put, put all together in, an, in a nice uh, package, and we're gonna put this right up here Uh, Let's give it a place of promise. We're gonna put you next to the blue ribbon.
2: There you go. That's awesome.
0: Mike, thanks again for being with us today. Really appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for joining me this week. Thinking back about our two guests, Tina Greenbaum gave us some good advice to follow. When we're struck by anxiety, Think about what we can do and what we can't do, discard the latter, and focus on those positive actions that we can take. And Mike Skripnek, the three Gs, get, grow, give. It's a formula for success that we can all follow as we make our way to WOW. You can see the link to his book just below, download it, it's his gift to you. Courage at all times, my friends. Marie, you are still my Belle.